Perspectives YYC is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. The APN, created by Karen Unland, supports and grows local Alberta podcasts. Podcasts like my good friend Kyle Marshall's Putting It Together. Kyle's got a number of podcasts and is a prominent supporter of podcasting here in Calgary. This show, one of his many, is his expression of his love of Stephen Sondheim's work as a musical composer and lyricist. Each episode explores a different angle and perspective of a huge body of work, conversations with industry professionals to get both a performer and audience's view of the power of musical theater. You can find Putting It Together on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or follow Kyle on social media at the Kyle Marshall. That's at T-H-E-K-Y-L-E-M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L. Today's sponsored message is from Park Power. Park Power is a provider of electricity and natural gas here in Alberta that offers low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. In Alberta, you get to choose who you buy your energy from. If you choose Park Power, your money stays here. Plus, Park Power shares its profits with local not-for-profits that are working to make a difference for their communities. Here's a message from Alberta Health Services. We ask these children if they know when to go to emergency and when there are other options. If you got in a car accident or like having trouble breathing, yeah. I would go to emergency if I had a really bad hockey skate cut on the neck. They're there to treat people that are really sick or really hurt. If you have an emergency or if you're not sure, we're here to help. Know your options. Call HealthLink at 811 or visit ahs.ca slash options. I know, as a newish parent, my wife and I have relied heavily on 811 and through my recent personal health issues, Alberta Health Services has really shown its quality. If you need quick advice, dial 811 and a nurse will help you assess where you are for free. About a month ago, I got to sit down with my good friend and one of the people in Calgary that I considered to be my favorite street photographer, although we're going to discuss that in this chat. We met... uh, at the Luke's underneath the central library. And uh, with his permission, I put on these mics and we started to talk about where we're at. Both of us have been a little stuck, I think, in our craft. And, and at least at this point in our lives, we had this following discussion about photography in general, the concept of street photography, and, uh, and just our personal situation. I hope uh, it's enlightening for you and it's something that interests you. Uh, particularly if you're in Calgary, either participating or aspiring to be a street photographer. And um, if you do want to chat about it, uh, have an opinion about our discussion, want to meet up maybe over a coffee and talk about whether we're right or wrong or completely out of our heads, hey, just uh, give me a shout, DM me, follow this podcast, subscribe, find us on Perspectives YYC. You can find Alvin's work at alvinp.ca. And uh, yeah, here we go. What's new? I haven't seen you in, we haven't been dating in like months. I haven't seen months. you since Stampede Workshop. Oh yeah, I saw the Stampede thing. Workshop. But even like workshop. us hanging out, it's been maybe April, it has, May? It has been a while, yeah. Yeah, what's new? Um, not much, just, just working, fucking, not identity crisis, but just Ex- like. Existential crisis? I always have those. But, you know, just always trying to figure out the world, really. Mm. How to kind of 
mold into it in my own way. How to win? Uh, not win, but how to like survive comfortably. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I don't know. Like it, it, I guess on surface it, it works out, but you know I always got these fucking ideas in my head that make it hard. So yeah, I think that's a, if I make sense. It makes sense <laughs> as a kind of artist. I think yeah, people that are drawn to doing creative stuff all have this sense that they have to that they just don't fit in the standard way no no for sure no. yeah even with like my photography it's been kind of a weird i've been having a weird relationship with it lately yes. i know that because you blew up your account i didn't even know that you had changed it i tried to search you like two weeks yeah ago. i tried to <laughs> do a reset i figured like people would just look at their dms yeah. anyway and like see you know post history but <laughs> For the most part, I'm like trying to, I don't know, not restart, but um, I've like sort of let go of the whole of that account, really. Well, tell me about that. I mean, you know, as far as this is now a recorded interview. Uh, well, I've been in talks with like my friend Rob uh, and Mike from like Denver and Chicago. And like we've just been like in this whole uh, kind of like, like most photographers on Instagram just do it for Instagram. So. I guess I had like not like experimented, but um, just like practicing to delete it or like kind of divorce the entire thing. It's like, am I still gonna do photography? Like while I don't have a following, as much of a following. And turns out, yeah, I still do it. Just uh, it's not it's not really a scramble as it was before, you know. But in that sense, I'm like kind of trying to find like my own, I wouldn't say like personal vision, but... Um, identity? Not identity. It's just like whatever I've been taking up to now hasn't been doing it for me. Like there's like nothing has like clicked yet. Hmm. So yeah. So right now I've just been like taking less pictures, looking at more photo books. I've been reading... Uh, this psychobiography on this one photographer, uh, Deanne Arbus. Oh, She's Deanne like, Arbus. yeah, yeah, yeah. You've definitely heard of her. Well, I'm, you know me. Like, I'm not a big. Like, you actually study this stuff, and I, like, I talk a big game about you a lot to people I meet because you're a nerd. But uh, the only reason I have heard of Deanne, I mean, other than she's incredibly famous, is. Uh, I think on Reddit, somebody was hating on her because I think the latter half of her career, she wasn't even taking her own pictures or some shit like that, or? Um, well, from what I know, she was like helping out her husband with like fashion photos, and then, um, and then she kind of like... Got too rich. Not too rich, like, <laughs> like she was always rich, but she just felt like she didn't fit into like that kind of, um, lifestyle like it, it made her uncomfortable being well off and so she related more to like like grotesque people like you know little people like carnival freaks and all that stuff and yeah she kind of saw herself in them and that's why she takes portraits of them it's interesting um, yeah this book is more of a psychobiography on her not like a like chronological biography. It's in, it's interesting and it's sad how she died and like kind of dealt with the world. Yeah. 
And in some ways, I like do relate to her, just like not to certain extremes, but um, I understand. I understand what she kind of goes through. But yeah, well, on a different note. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I mean, unless you don't want to talk about it, but I think. Like I jotted down this idea. I've been thinking about this. As you know, I kind of did a similar thing with my Instagram. I, I erased or archived all of it. Mm -hmm. Because I started asking myself that question about what the relationship was between myself, the images that I was posting, and then the people that were interacting with it. Mm -hmm. and for a photographer, that's a weird thing, particularly on social media. It's really fucking weird, man. Because it's so disposable, right? It is. It's, yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's kind of like photography itself. It's like fleeting impermanence. Like, the likes are always there, but at the same time, it's disposable, you know? Um, it's, 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 it's a weird element, man. It's, it makes me anxious thinking about it. And that's why like, I kind of had to like, divorce myself from it, from the whole social media thing. Uh, not because it's not in the process, but like it, at like, some points it just got in my head. It's like, oh, like, if I don't get this many likes or engagement, it's like a trash photo, but I still like it. And it's like some weird contention. There's some weird contention to it that like it it definitely it's not I will say this like Instagram like social media it's good for like doing sketches like just photo ideas that you have right or like if you want to you know do like a little a nice little 10 10 photo edit thing right where you like scroll through like that's nice in itself it's for good practice but in like the long run it's pretty detrimental to your vision and um, it's like are you are you making a certain photo because it's gonna get x many likes or does it kind of click with you uh, it's <laughs> it's really draining trying to like um what's the word like articulate it I don't know. I mean, it's adding that social popularity dimension, which is so dangerous for people with such fragile egos yeah, as us. For sure. No, no, for sure. <laughs> absolutely, man. You know, the other thing that I think ad even adds to that is, uh, like, you know, and I, I hope you know, like, when I describe you and Curtis, all the people that like uh, helped me out at the beginning, as you know, as my boyfriends or people that I hang out and stuff. I mean, it's all done in love, but when I call you a nerd, it's the same thing. I noticed because you study this and you have such a deep passion for photography, like if you sit down, say with Costas or somebody that like Elise or somebody that like really also studies it, what you appreciate and see in a photo is so fundamentally different than a casual viewer. So, you know, your relationship with your own art is going to be so so much more complex than just being pretty. And I, now that I'm dealing with all these other types of artists, etc., I mean, I see that echoed everywhere. You know, in street art, you know, some guy goes out and he builds a tag that he thinks is super dope, but other people think it's vandalism. That's a weird thing. And so you get that defiance, you get that weird street culture attitude. Mm -hmm. And then you add that to, you know, this you know, on the opposite end of the spectrum, the fine art, which I think has become so defensive. They're pre-writing the essay 
And then I hate that yeah. shit. I know it's like <laughs> so. Then we're kind of it's very establishment. Yeah, we yeah. we end up in a weird place somewhere, either closer to one end, but somewhere in the middle, where you know, like exposure comes around. For example, in Calgary, exposure photography festival comes around, and like someone like you will garner a lot of attention, uh, whether you're displaying anything or not, because all of the people that study it come out and they want to talk to you about it. But then the rest of the year, <laughs> no, I'm just saying, man. <laughs> I'm just fucking. With That's you. interesting. <laughs> I feel. I don't know. I, this branding, marketing, this like new consumable age. I I don't know what photography is anymore. I, yeah, like the more I like thought about this. Well, I've always I've always thought about this. I'm like probably 2016, but like, the more I do this, the less I know. <laughs> Which is good. I mean, I don't know. It's like it's like it's kind of. Like, it's interesting in its own way. At the same time, it's like, it like poses more problems and more questions. And you're kind of just like, well, for me, it's like, it's like, well, what's, what's the end game to all this? And I'm still trying to figure that out. But that's what makes it interesting, though. That's why I keep, it's kind of like golf, right? Where you like, if you hit, if you nail it, um, you'll like miss it most of the time, but if you nail it, it's like, oh, maybe I can try a knack, like I can get at this one more time. I, you know, I mean, never mind not having seen you, I mean, there, there's probably a correlation. I don't think I've taken a street photograph or um, been out legitimately, passionately with my camera. Um, you know, outside of the Stampede Walk, and one time I was out at night when the C train was shut down, and it, it was only because I could walk on the tracks, and I got yelled at by a cop to get off, but that was the last time I felt passionate about just, just taking pictures. Yeah. And most of the time recently, when I am um, out with my camera, I don't even take it out of the bag. It's the weirdest thing. Like I feel, I also feel a little bit. But you're still seeing though. I see, I see things. I mean, yeah. you know, kind of being around with you so much in the last two years. I will be driving. I'll always comment to Alan about like that'd be a cool picture. This, would be, but then when I'm working on my own or I actually have an opportunity to do something about it, I don't know. There's a block there too. Mm -hmm. With all the spiritual sort of, um, sometimes religious, whatever, like all of the reading I'm doing on the other side, uh, it's not around, let's say, a specific photographer, but with the Buddhist and Taoist kind of thought process. I wonder if it's how you describe it that's the problem, that you're looking for an end game. Yeah. That's supposed <laughs> to be about something. Yeah. Because I think that's what- Well, really, it's about nothing, unless yeah. you- I don't know. I it's, don't know. I don't know, man. It's, <laughs> it's like, I feel like it's a dangerous slope trying to like figure it out instead of just doing it. Um, well, do you remember like when you started, what it was like? Well, when I first started it, I just wanted to take pictures of my kids from the beginning. And I kind of, uh, I just, I just like use the camera out of like, like oh, it's kind of like a, it's kind of a waste if I just leave it at home, right? So I may as well use it for something. And then it kind of like, <laughs> I like went into like a deep spiral of like, 
you know, up until now. And I think, like, it, like, I don't think there are, there'll ever be an end game, but I like kind of just want to restart everything all over again. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm just gonna take a picture of this. There's like a yeah. I, don't know. I think uh, restart everything. I think I mean the the uh, the concept of humility is important. You know, like when you said, the more you do this, the less you feel like you know. That tells me you're actually studying. Yeah. But we live in an age where we believe that has to be tied to some kind of commercial or financial reward. Yeah, and like that in itself is another thing. Um, right now, I'm just trying to figure out like why the hell I still do this. Um, I don't even like care about money aspect of it anyway. That's why I'm giving these frames away because it's like, well, first of all, I don't have room. Second of all, like the the thought of me trying to sell it stresses me out. Like just doing anything with like monetary gain with photography stresses me out. It's like that's for me. It shouldn't be like that if you really love the craft, unless like you definitely have like a job, like a like you make a living off of it. Then obviously that's important, but. I don't know. I, I have the same feeling as you. It stresses me out too. I, the other reason why I haven't jumped on taking your images, I mean, the one you gave to me, it's on my wall. I love your photography, as you know, but Thanks. I can't put it up on my wall, A, because I have no space either, but <laughs> I'm about to take all that shit out of the coffee shop that I have up. And I'm debating, I was looking at uh, Jill Paddock, she's that painter. Yeah, I know. But one of her things is uh, she fire sales her shit. So if it doesn't sell within a certain time, she sells it almost at cost. It's insane. And I keep telling her, like, number one, I'm like, I mean, I haven't spoken to her in a long time, which sucks, but I think she undervalues her work in general. She's super popular in the city, and she could make it about money. She chooses not to. And number two, the idea that she could paint, let's say, a two-by-three canvas that originally sells for 1500 bucks, and then decide one day, you know what, $200. Mm -hmm. Just get this out of my house. Yeah. I'm about to do that with my work. I don't know what the number is going to be. I don't know if anybody's going to bite on it. But if the um, if the thing in Calgary is that's cutting people off is that you know, as you know, printing fine art, it's framing bag. fine art for photography is insane. It's, it's expensive. And then if you put any kind of profit margin, you have to sell this shit for obscene amount of money, and people don't. Yeah, you got to appreciate that. You got to add gallery tax to it. Yeah, and then if yeah, if you want to go into real, you know fine art stuff where you're getting represented by a gallery, represented by a representative. I mean, the number of points you got to add to the cost is crazy. The market definitely ruins the process for sure. Yeah, man. Um, I don't know. For me, it shouldn't be. Like, it, it's not meant to be sold at that cost, but <laughs> there's a market for it. I can't, like... Can't blame the game. <laughs> I guess. That's I mean, the there's though. a bit of yeah. a geographic thing where I think my experience so far is that. Calgary... I think in like I think in like Jill's case, I don't know her personally, but like the way you explained it, it's like I think she just wanted to, you know, just get rid of it and like just to make room for more work, you know, because it does like take up space. I don't even know what I'm gonna do with my negatives once 
like I start running out of room. Do I toss them? So well, I <laughs> one of the things I was gonna pitch to you and Scott was, uh, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how to do this, but I don't know, I don't think that Calgary is the right market for photography to be consumed as wall hanging pieces. And I think you already know this. Because you love zines and doing, you know, things of that nature. That's, that's the direction. That's what I think, like, that's what I want my photos to be in the end. First of all, um, the single image, it's not like, it doesn't do it for me anymore. Like, like I'll be like, oh yeah, that's a great image. But, like, when it's sequenced with, like, other images, whether they're strong or not, it's like, there's, like, something... There's something like there's a new energy to it, and it just makes it a bit more interesting. So that's what I want to do. Like that's one end game that I want to do with like some of my photographs. Um, but like for fine art stuff anywhere, I, I, I can't I can't see it anymore. <laughs> well, let's talk about that then. I mean, and I, this is kind of guesswork because you know I mean I did we made the YYC6 zine the first one that I made and we did the Perspectives magazine which I mean ultimately as a commercial enterprise is essentially a flop I mean all three issues have sold over 100 copies but you know the asterisk is for it to be considered a commercial enterprise I should I need to see exponential growth each time it comes out and the marketing and like I don't even have any feedback of who's buying this stuff which is why issue 4 is falling flat and I haven't published it it's like kind of exactly what you're talking about I feel stuck with it I feel uninspired by it I'm about to actually push it um, towards digital and even that's such a pain in the ass because then it goes out for free I think the newsletter thing is interesting yeah Um, that's what I've been doing lately Um, and in that like in that regard I've been going less on like you know, social media. Um, I think it's a better way to consume digital content, just like through emails and newsletters. And like that way you kind of get a more curated um, stream. Like not for not from like me specifically, but like from the publisher itself. It's I don't know, it's 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 interesting. Um, yeah. So I think I think that's a good direction to, to go in with your uh, magazine yeah because that that way you can you have like more resources it's not just like user generated from like local people like, like you could probably find stuff like articles on the web and just slap it on your newsletter and be like this is what I've been thinking about this week <laughs> there you go <laughs> like yeah I mean I think that's where the blog blog YouTube sort of generation Exploded. I mean, I. It's weird that I'm outside that cusp, but I, I just can't connect to that content directly. I mean, you know, the irony of having a podcast and building a magazine and putting on art shows. I mean, I do go to some art shows and I love art in general, but you know, I don't subscribe to podcasts. Uh, I don't listen to them regularly. I don't I own any magazines. I mean, the last one that I actually enjoys the one you lent me or gave to me, the Aperture, but I didn't subscribe to Aperture. I have a lot. I have a lot more that I, I should know. just give to you. Well, I'm just I'm saying, not... but here's the thing. Like, if you if you gave them to me, I'll I think they'll just get recycled. Because, like, yeah, I'm not a magazine person. And so, like, when people... I got, I've gotten the advice, kind of like the, you know, the CBD oil for epilepsy. I mean, people are like, 
you should be on YouTube, you should be on this, you should do that. And I'm like, yeah, these are all good ideas isolated. But my, where I'm stuck looking at all this is, I, I want to be this leveraging catalyst central point for you guys. I want to be able to like find a, sorry, a communication system, kind of like we did with the email and be like, yo, this is my boy Alvin, check his website out. Like, I, I was going to ask you like what your thoughts are on those two books you were developing and how we build sort of that communication network so that Calgary understands that they're not only that they're amazing creators, but that, that they're accessible. Um, I don't but, know, man. But I don't know, you know? Um, All I know is that, well, for one, I'm not interested in like, I'm not really interested in like showing everyone my work or specific people my work. It's kind of just, I just want it out for the sake of it being out. Um, no, that's why I think zines are good direction just because like you can you know you can sequence the photos and whatever way you want and it's it can be relatively made cheaply um, so yeah unless you go to like you know <laughs> like a, a real printer then it gets expensive it depends I mean as I found with the magazine number one for example like shout out to Little Rob I mean, Brian hooked us up with the printing costs for the magazine, so it's, it's reasonably affordable. The killer for the magazine is that Canada Post charges 350 minimum for postage, so I never offered subscription because that, I mean, that's more than the production cost. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. But like you said, you know, you go into anything that has what is considered printable photo quality paper or this type of ink the cost scale up so quickly, um, different types of binding and all that kind of things that I've learned about. Uh, so I don't, I don't know. I don't, but, I don't have an Yeah, answer. but I don't know. For me, I'm not in, like I'm not even interested in like that type of quality anymore either. I just want the photos themselves to be out regardless of paper quality. That's why I, th I think the zines are like more accessible. It's like even if you just use like office paper, right? Um, like. The photo is still going to be readable in the end. Uh, it doesn't need to be like, you know, gloss or, or like chromogenic ink or, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever these terms are. Um, like in the end, it's like, just get it out in some way or another. Like for me, I'm like, I'm a fucking cheap bastard, right? And I don't want to pay like 400 bucks to get shit out. Like I'd much rather do... 25 copies that cost yeah. like, like three bucks each. Put them some more. Cool. The other thing I'm learning about marketing, I wonder, if, for example, you know, your series <coughs> with the, you know, with the, with breakdancing and the b-boy culture here. If that not connects, more. I know, but <laughs> no, not so much that you need to pursue that. But what I'm saying is, you know, you brought that out to your show at. Um, had John Flubog. John picks them up. He said, I think he mentioned he sold them all out at the camera store, but I, you'd have to check with him because I, I don't know if that's true. Um, uh, I don't know. But what if you bring that at cost to Pulse or to a Cypher where people are actually interested in that? You know what? I, there is a jam here tomorrow. Yeah. Or are you following? Huh? I don't know. No, uh, I know about the one on the 30th with Secret Shop. No, there's one tomorrow oh. here. Oh. Like somewhere around okay. the Chinook Art. Where is that? I don't know where that is. They said the Central Library. Okay. So 
So I'm just gonna bring a bunch of copies and head yeah, out or sell them, or like you know, fucking just give them away for free. I don't, even care. I don't even care anymore. It's just like I don't want. I just want to make space for more work. Oh, I'm, I'm looking at a different way, which is again not that you need to pursue taking photographs of b b boys and b girls like in jam sessions or become like a studio portrait photographer dancers, but more that. You know, this idea of ex exposure, which is like the worst word for up emerging artists, etc. But, you know, I think one of the weird things with any art is you need an audience. You need people that are connecting with you. It's like that, there's that adage, I mean, I'm probably butchering it, but um, the, it's always a Chinese adage, but the one with the, the palace musician, and then when he left, he ended up like becoming a street, essentially a busker. And finally, as he's dying, people asked him why he kept playing, even though he was poor and broke. And he said, there's one person who kept seeing me every day, and I have to, you know, give that person my art. I have a feeling, in my mind, art takes that communicative relationship where we need someone. And once we have one person that we're connecting with, we'll always make it. Mm -hmm. But when we feel like we don't have that person, that's when we feel like we're shriveling up. And that interpretive idea of what that person is is what's poison, you know, with, with Instagram and with the sense of popularity with money. Is that we think that people are only paying attention if I made this money or if I got this many likes or if I got this many follows. Mm -hmm. But if we boiled that down to something more simple, you know, doing quote unquote art for art's sake, um, I don't know how to do that anymore. I don't, I don't know what that means anymore in our society. Uh, I think you just got to enjoy the process in the but, end. But do we anymore? Like, I don't know. I, st I still do in a sense. Like, I still... Like, I, I just don't like... <laughs> I just don't like the results I've been getting. <laughs> but I still, like... I still do it because I... It's interesting. Um, and then maybe I'm just trying to, like, rationalize it. But no. when I, like, look at my photos, it's, like... It's kind of a way of looking into my own interests. Um... And like, like, oh, like, why did I find this interesting? Uh, it's like a good way of like kind of looking into myself, like a very introspective experience. Um, I'm probably just talking out of my ass, but no, I don't know. Right at this moment, it kind of feels like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe this is the thing too. Like, I'm, I've tried. I shouldn't say tried. I have done, you know, portrait sessions. I've done a few weddings. I've done. I've tried to do. No, again, I've done terrible product photography. I am not capable as an artist or as a uh, employee of building something to other people's expectations. It's just oh, not for sure. It's not something that I'm designed to. Yeah. Do. No, so, I'm, not, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. Like I relate to you. Yeah. No, like for sure you suck. No, no, no. <laughs> but that's the thing, right? It, it's but the, but you see that's the narrative that gets so screwed up is that you know you look at again not to be a hater but you look at people that are successful commercial anything and what makes them well what makes them <laughs> successful in a commercial sense is that they're very good at building let's say, images as photographers of how people want to be seen as opposed to how they actually are. Whereas one of the things that I think we like... Um, well, they're good at adver like ad advertising. Right. Yeah. But what makes a street photographer interesting is that we tend to have an intuition 
of wanting to show people as they actually are, mm -hmm. or or colors or shapes or light, whatever the theme is. It doesn't always have to be so personal. But um, when I do a portrait session and I get an image, that what the ones that I send to the client, otherwise, like, oh look, this is a genuine yeah. smile. Or look, you actually look stressed out. Or look, yeah. and they're like, no, no, why didn't you cover this zit up? And why do I look so fat? Think, and why do I have a double chin? I like, think, it's uh, like, this is what you look like. Fuck, man. And that's they hate that. Yeah, no, they do, and that's why I don't want to do that type of work. I think if people hire you, they should at least <laughs> they, they they should at least like know what they're well, getting. They say into. they do, but. That, then we get into this introspection problem, and this then you other fire them. Then well, this other cultural issue. You should tell them to fuck off. <laughs> no. no, honestly though, because like it's like what, what like what are you expecting? Like if I if I got a client or whatever, which I hope I never do, because I don't want to do that type of thing. But if I had a client, I feel like like you've seen my work first, right? Like you you realize what you're getting into, and if like. They say yes, and sure. Like, well, here's the other thing. That's I mean, just to respond to that, how you see your own work, how I see your own work, uh, how I see your work, how you know, one of our, how Scott sees your work, courtesies. It'll be all fundamentally different. I mean, number one, biologically, uh, neurologically, we don't know how we interpret information. Yeah, biologically, we have different paying, eyes. You're not paying me. No, I, all I'm saying is it changes our expectations of what that means. So if I see your work and I hire you, even though I think you're, you know, you're this, I think you're the best street photographer out here in Calgary, I don't think that my really? expectations of what you bring out will be what you think. Maybe. What 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 I value of your work isn't going to be what you value of your work. Yeah, the maybe. context of what I see that's cool, even we, as a direct thing. So we can never actually have a real conversation. Um, even if we, like now, we're having this conversation and we spell, if, we, if the project of today's conversation is for us to put out in a graph, you know, we analyze one picture and you say, well, this is the things I like how I, you know, and people do this, like, on the Facebook group, I like how the colors interplay and the shadow and whatever. I mean, those words mean different things to us, right? It's, no, it's so sure. crazy. No, no, it's, it depends on one person's tastes, right? Um, uh, what's that Ira Glass? Um, have you have you heard that Ira Glass monologue? It's called um, so The Gap. Anyways, he talks about like how our tastes are always good, but um, this is like in the matter of like our own work. But when you first start out, you think it's great, but then like as you oh fuck, I'm evolve. Should, yeah, like as you, I'm probably butchering his quote now, but like as you evolve. Um, you realize, like the more you work at it, you realize you're not so great. But your tastes always stay the same. It's always good. You just like, like the execution is different. Um, I don't even know if that's related to what we're talking no, about. No, it is. I, but I just thought of it. Like, okay, if, if I could go back in time now and look at, like even the YYC6 show, Mm -hmm. You know, and see the work that we put up, Caitlin's work, Elise's work, and Curtis's work, and Philip's work, and your work. What would attract me now, maybe different's the wrong word, but I've changed a lot. And what I might pick out now, you know, what I might appreciate now is going to be fundamentally different. I, I suspect, I mean, I think, That's I don't hard. know, truthfully, because we can't go back in time. But even thinking back to it, 
and what I remember of what we put out, which is itself skewed. <laughs> it's just yeah. a memory. Uh, you know what's weird about that is if we had taken a picture, and I don't think we did, you know, a wide angle shot of all of those yeah. pictures yeah. framed on the wall, I think my memory of them is different than what they look like. Probably. But that being said, I don't know. And that's the weird thing about all art. Maybe maybe that's one of the struggles for photography in particular because it's so precise. Um, you know, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't really know. <laughs> I'm stuck like you are in this exact same thing. Uh, so, having recently been diagnosed with epilepsy, actually, I'm in talks with the Epilepsy Foundation in Calgary because I'm beginning to realize that. In hindsight, the way that I manipulate photos is probably related to seizure and that's, neurological that's disorders. That's what I've kind of thought about. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you probably, like, explore that. Like, in a way, it's like... Um, like, that approach is interesting, because for you, it'd be like... like it'd be kind of like a visual diary. Like, your experience could be, like, how others can relate to you. It could be like, um, uh, shit, my mind's going blank. But the main point is like, it's introspect, like that approach is intro introspective for you. And I think that's the best type of photography, like the personal, the personal stuff, you know? But you know what's weird? Is that as soon as I made that conscious decision, I can't, I haven't been able to create. Don't even, image. don't, just let the camera do, do the job, man. Like, low shutter speed, yeah. you know? Right? But this is the thing, I think we're in the same boat. I mean, mine has this name, but I think yours is the same thing. I, I think the idea, like, we've already talked about this in the last podcast and in conversation, like, what is street talk? And how limiting is that term? I don't right? even care anymore. I, right? It's such a bad brand. Now. But doesn't it screw everything up? Like, you know. I'm just interested in photography. Yeah, yeah. man. Um, like it's it's silly, but I don't I don't consider myself a street photographer. And if I did, then I fucking ret retract all of those statements. <laughs> well, you don't need to. That's you don't need to have any regret. We're just evolving. But like, it's. It's not because, like, I don't think, like, um, any different. Well, it, street photography is just a bad brand in general. It's like, it's too broad for, like, the number of, like, the number of images that get placed into it. It's, like, way too broad. It doesn't say much about the thing itself or the process. It's, uh... Um, there's like, not that there's like way too many people working at it, but it's just like there's so many people working at it that like, like, its definition becomes loose because you'll get these weird, like, very surreal and great photographs, by the way, but they're considered street photographs, and it's like, all right, well, and like apart from that, there's the really aggressive photographers. <laughs> Not gonna mention any names, but people will know what I'm talking about. That like fucking just ruin it for anyone else working in the genre. Um, yeah, it's a bad brand for okay. sure. 
And like, I think uh, that's probably one reason why I'm kind of like not drifting away from it, but like practicing it less. It's because other people have ruined it. That like it's affected it's affected my own way of working. Um, but like that's that's also like convenient to like me, like trying to explore more things visually. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'd be worried. I'd be worried about this idea of laying all of this at somebody else's feet. Not because it's not factual or true or provable, but rather. I'm not laying still, it all, but it's, no, no, I'm but, just saying it's like a factor. Yeah, but I'm just like part my, of it is like my problem too. It's like, yeah, it's me. I, I would say that it's all your problem. Yeah, yeah, because for you sure. could choose. I could still keep going at push, it. Yeah, or push the but other. But I don't want to, like, at the same time, I don't want to push people's buttons, you know? Like, I do. You, you have a responsibility as a photographer to respect whatever you're subjecting your photographs to, hmm. right? And it's like. Uh, that, that type of contention with, like, me and the subject or other people, right? Like, it's. I don't want to deal with it. I, I agree, because I also think the same thing. I mean, I. I mean, before, before I would have been like, oh, I have no ethics, right? But, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm past that type of, like, bravado. It's just, uh, it's, I don't know. Like, would you say that's, like, a weird, misplaced, toxic masculinity that's plays in like that? We could get into that, Maybe. too. I, I, mean, I, I mean, that's going to be another hour on this recording, <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, uh, Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, shit. I mean, we look get into the psychology of you know, photography as men, as men in this society. But like that's, that, that's what that's what makes street photography a bad brand because it's like mainly men, and then when you think of it, it's like you got those aggressive photographers that like you know, like either you're two two feet away or whatever, and like you're flashing them in the face. Then you get the creeps that, um, you know, like shoot up women's skirts just because they happen to be on the street, right? They're like voyeur, like, yeah, they're voyeurs in that sense. And then, like, you have, like, not the photographers themselves, but, like, the really paranoid people, um, like, who's, I don't know, I guess they watched the news too much and, like, <laughs> got subjected to fear mongering. Don't take those photos of like well, it's not even children. Yeah, you fucking pervert. It's like, I think that's just yeah. society in general is going that way. Yeah, like it, like the, the environment is definitely harder to work in nowadays. Well, but I don't know, maybe. But I, I didn't live in the past, so who am I to say that, right? Uh, I mean, I, I think I would say maybe. I mean, they're all part of this changing self-perception. I think, which is, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, it's probably why I don't take my camera in my bag half the time. I don't really have a conscious thought that somebody's going to accuse me of being a pervert, but I also, I'm not sure it plays too much value in those images anyways. You know, like if I get on the Instagram feed, I mean, I'm hardly on it anymore, and I'm scrolling through, you know, seeing a person crossing a street, you know, it, it doesn't have the same sort of impact that it used to. No, it doesn't. I just don't. You're kind of you're kind of making the same picture at that point. Yeah, that's that's part of it too. It's just like it's become there's repetitive. nothing new. Yeah, one of the thoughts I've been having 
is whether I go the way, like, yeah, hiring or collaborating with models or people to create stuff. Um, but the reason I haven't is because I mean, it's its own involved planning procedure, and it's a different photography, right? Yeah. Um, but I, and there's a couple of people I, f I follow that do do that in a street, quote-unquote, street setting. And the pictures are dope, mm -hmm. but they're like fashion photography, essentially. I mean, it's not, yeah. not only that they work with beautiful women, always, uh, but also, you know, like, for example, like the flashing in the face and getting, being able to control that effect with a willing participant is pretty cool, but it eliminates what made those old street photography uh, images cool which was the anger and the surprise and the yep. shock um, and I didn't I like that as a voyeur like it, I mean, it's a great way to describe it but it's like I uh, I don't want to do that you know? I like doing it as an event photographer and I've been successful at doing that and I'm yeah I feel like that's the easiest way to get um, so somewhere in between it, yeah like it's a good in between like because nothing's really posed but at the same time it's there is a fabrication to it it's a good middle ground for sure i can't control this camera i'm gonna turn it off um what exposure comp i don't know what's going on with this i'm not this camera is supposed to be good for video but uh, i've been having a lot of trouble with it um, anyways, now we're just babbling. Yeah. I mean, to, I guess maybe in a wrap-up, have we done more than an hour? 45 minutes. I think as a wrap-up, I think, I don't know, I mean, what, what are we going to do next? I don't know, I'm, that's what I'm trying to figure out. And that's why I've been like, going less on social, like I've been practicing a lot more things, like outside factors that can affect my photographs or my processes. But at the same time, I'm like constantly in like a weird existential crisis. Yeah, and it's I don't know. Um, I'm all I'm all over the place, man. Like to put it, yeah. <laughs> to put it in a sentence, I'm all over the place. I'm still trying to figure it out. I uh, yeah, just trying to figure it out, really. As an older guy, that doesn't go away. Huh? Especially, as an older guy, that doesn't go away. Especially <laughs> as somebody that's uh, into the oh, creative damn. field and done a lot of stuff, uh, sort of self-destructive stuff in my life. Have you have you read Art and Fear? No. Well, I should probably lend it to you. Okay. Art and Fear? Yeah. I'll just look it up on the library app. Yeah, they might have a copy in the library, actually. Um... Yeah, it's about like, uh, like, basically when you're in like artists, when you're in an artist's block, it's like, what do you do? And spoiler alert, you just keep working at it. <laughs> that's you know, that's the thing I was gonna say is, I think uh, what's that? There's another Buddhist parable, which is or, or something where it's like, um, when you set on the path, if you concentrate. On the end goal, you miss the journey, and you end up off the... Mm -hmm. So yeah, you have you to just, be present, you have to kind of just be where you are. You just got to work on the process, really. That's so hard. 
especially I think in a consumer society because we relate value to consumables that we're always worrying that for example the art of photography isn't necessarily printing and showing the work it's being in the moment to even have the intuition to hit the shutter or to have even taken the time out to be on a street somewhere or to be somewhere where you could take a picture mm -hmm. you know there are so many decisions that lead up uh, to I don't know having I, the image I think you just gotta let go uh, with those types of ideas it's just like as a photographer you should just be just focus on the act of photographing um, like don't even worry like I should be one, like I'm the one talking but <laughs> like just focus on yeah focus on the process itself but at the same time don't worry about like the end game or like don't even worry about like like what kind of market it's gonna go into just make like make something or do something yeah sorry I'm probably like going on a tangent no you don't have to apologize this is how I know you I mean I I've been telling Helen for the last two months that you're in a existential hole just watching your Instagram and oh, how yeah. we've been communicating or lack of how like Alvin's going through. If something. there was an internet archive of my Instagram feed, <laughs> definitely. No, but not to make definitely. you. No, not less to make you subconscious about it, but more like you know, even <laughs> your intuition to try to apologize for yourself is part of this idea that what you do. Uh, or rather, how other people see what you're doing matters. And, uh, and like your own advice is essential. It's one of the best parts about talking this shit out is that, you know, it's that old adage like from the 80s, you know, for the love of the game. I think one of the things that that relies on is this concept of faith. And in this case, you know, outside a religious context, the faith that doing your art is good enough for itself. I'm gonna say it, whether you believe it or not. You gotta have faith in that. Oh yeah, for sure, absolutely. Um, I think like the just like the idea of like putting in a market or like some sort of market, whether it's the attention economy or like the art, like, like money economy, right? It's like it just doesn't do you any favors. Um, that's why like I'm saying focus on the process and like let the picture kind of take care of itself. Um, yet at the same time don't let the process be like the major contributor to like the results you know what I mean like artist statements and all that shit I know I, but I, I think you <laughs> I know, scratched up the negative to show my fucking anxiety to the world <laughs> well, this, you know what like I think that I think that is it's so fucking corny and stupid it's so fucking corny anyone who Hey, listen, any artists who do that type of shit, you're fucking corny. <laughs> Don't, uh, now you just any, any photographers who do that shit to their own photography, you're fucking corny. Except, like, I will say this, like, um, like, Robert Frank, uh, if anyone has followed him, he did the same thing, but it's, like, less, con like, if it's genuine, I, I won't, I won't, 
like hating for it, I respect it. But if it's like, you can kind of tell if it's like contrived or not. Well, this you is know? this is the thing I was gonna call you a hater about is that I'm just a fucking hater. Yeah, <laughs> I am. When, no, no it, I, I am. It, if if somebody does something for other people, then then you start seeing this feeling of in. Uh, it's ingenuine. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you're like doing it for an audience. When people genuine. feel compelled to do something. Like even if I, you know, I went to that Nick Cave exhibit at Glen, uh, at the Glenbow, and it's cool. But it wasn't until I read the essay or the description that I realized, oh, this guy actually wore these things. They're not just weird statues of junk. Like he actually went out on the streets of Chicago to try to make some political point about junk or about waste or whatever. So that's cool. I mean, I think the difference there is. I don't think, I mean, number one, the descriptions aren't written by him. Uh, even if he, they were, I think that uh, contextualizing something can have some value for sure. Uh, but the justification yeah, is, it's, is a different... It's hard. Thing. Like, that's, yeah, that's, that's weird in itself. It's, like, it's different to have it in, like, a case than, like, you know, like, the original intention. Yeah. Right? So it's, like, I don't know. Anyways, yeah, we'll see if any of this comes up. Everyone knows, like, yeah, they know my point. <laughs> it's pretty. I think, loud. like, as a photographer, though, like, even though I'm talking about photographs used as art specifically. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm of the school of thought that like the photographer should be non-existent, basically. Like, otherwise, it it for me it becomes like disingenuous, you know. Um, kind of fabricated like I don't want to like if if I'm going to be viewing a photograph I don't want to be like oh like the photographer definitely uh, inserted himself into this in one way or another um, but yeah you know that's there, there are different nuances to that as well like unless it's intentional right like uh if you've seen Lee Friedlander's self-portraits, right? That way it works. But I guess I'm just a hater for <laughs> like most things nowadays. In, you know what I think? Unless you're like, like a photographic master, I'm just a fucking hater. <laughs> a little bit, but yeah, I think bit. maybe no, a different way to put it instead of self-deprecation is this. I think. Uh, maybe. As you get older, not just like by age, but through your craft, hopefully. You stop paying attention to what anybody else is doing. Yeah. Because, uh, I don't know, man. I, got, I also don't know what the point of any of this is. But at least, like with this recording, hopefully it turns out it's, it's getting really loud. But um, hopefully, just its mere existence signifies something. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, this would be good for like, you don't even have to put it out. This would be good for like, just like archival, yeah, archival purposes, you know? Or like if one of us kicks the bucket, right? A you record. Know, because like nobody wants to support living artists. So if you die, it's going to be worth something, right? <laughs> this is the other reason that I bought this lavalier because I, I keep having these conversations with people. But like you said, whether it gets published or not, 
have this intuition to, I mean, not as morbid as you uh, talking, like thinking that you're going to die and I'll publish it after. But, you know, I think <laughs> Make some that, money off me. <laughs> I'm thinking more that, uh, you know, even if I never listen to it again, I think that uh, I'm fearful, I guess, yeah. that without recording any of it, the value of it starts to disappear. Maybe. Which is, which is wrong, I think. And there's a value in hanging out with you in general. I mean, I, don't, I have no idea. Uh, everything's got a value, one way or another. All right, dude. Cool. Thanks for letting me record this. Yeah, man. We'll, uh, we'll see what, what happens. If it turns out, I'll publish it. Sure. Yeah, we'll see. All right, I'm going to turn this off.